next question, the member for Don Valley West. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker, and Speaker, my questions for the Premier. In 1948, the Government of Ontario, a progressive Conservative government, established the Ontario Educational Leadership Centre. For more than 70 years, OELC, under a couple of different names, including Ontario Athletic Leadership Camp, has nurtured Ontario's young leaders, ordinary kids from across the province, Mr. Speaker. More than 100,000 young boys and girls chosen by their schools to develop skills in athletics, music, outdoor education, and problem solving. And indeed, Mr. Speaker, in 1969, a 16-year-old from Richmond Hill High School was chosen by her school to attend OALC. She'd never been to overnight camp. She'd never interacted with people from across the province, and she had no idea that she had potential as a leader, and she certainly had no idea that she could ever be Premier, Mr. Speaker. Speaker, at a time when we need young people to be at their best as we enter this pro post-COVID world, at a time when we know that students need opportunities for experiential learning and team building, why would the government choose this moment to remove supports from OELC? Minister of Heritage, Sport, Tourism and Culture Industries. Thank you very much, Speaker. I wanted to uh, say thanks for the question, obviously, right now as we talk about uh, support for sport and recreation and leadership skills. In the province of Ontario, the Minister of Education and myself have been working hand-in-glove, particularly over the past 19 months, in order to ensure that we do have the supports. I also want to acknowledge um, the member opposite uh, for becoming um, Ontario's first Premier. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. And I'm, I'm not actually denigrating some of the things that the minister has talked about, Mr. Speaker. I'm talking about a unique property and unique set of programs. OELC has had to adjust and adapt over their more than 70 years, but they've survived and they've thrived because of their own strong belief in the importance of nurturing student leaders. Speaker, OELC is not a place reserved for the elite or for the wealthy or for the privileged. It is a place that provides opportunity to children from every background. Kids who would otherwise have no access to leadership programs because their parents wouldn't necessarily be able to pay for them, Mr. Speaker. Will the government commit to sustaining OELC in order to provide this generation and the next with the opportunities that have enriched the lives of so many young for 70 years? Hello, friends. As I'm sure you've deduced, that was uh, Ms. Kathleen Wynne being kind enough to ask questions of the Ontario government about the status of OELC going forward. She did so in early November 2021 in question period in the Ontario Legislature. Uh, credits to uh, TV Ontario for that uh, tiny piece of the question period recording. Thank you very much. Just before we get to our my interview with Kathleen Wynne, and I promise it will be worth the wait, this is a gentle reminder that OELC is coming back in summer 2022, and they are offering 16 uh, leadership programs over the course of the summer. However, due to COVID restrictions, only a limited number of students will be accepted. So make sure you reserve your space early by going to oelccaso.com. You can also find that in the uh, podcast notes. And don't forget that until December 17th of 2021, you can receive $50 off any of our courses for early registration. And now back to the main event. Let's discuss Kathleen Wynne. She was kind enough to speak with me about her experiences at OELC as a leader, and also her strong feelings about uh, OELC's trajectory in 2021, and finally, some of the things that she learned at OELC that have helped her with her career. So now with the preliminaries out of the way, I am very pleased to present to you my interview with Kathleen Wynne. So I'm going to start off by asking you how you first came to OELC. Was it through a recommendation from your elementary or high school? So um, this was 1969. 
um, I was in grade 11. So I was 16 years old. And um, so my, my recollection of it, and I think this is an accurate uh, memory, was that uh, there was a student from every grade 11 class, a boy and a girl from every grade 11 class across the province, who was selected to go to OELC. And then there was another camp at Bark Lake um, that, uh, that was another leadership, uh, leadership camp. So um, I was the grade 11 girl who was chosen from Rich Mill High School to go to um, OELC. OALC, it was called at the time. It was Ontario Athletic Leadership Camp. And I don't know whether we'll touch on this later, but um, the, you know, the, the point of it was to kind of do a pre-training for phys ed teachers, I think. Like, I think that's really what it was, what it was about. And um, I mean, that it was much more than that for me, but I think that was kind of one of the ideas behind it. Gotcha. Okay. So I guess I'll just have to ask, do you have an OELC story to share or an event that stands out? Um, you know, it's a long time ago, <laughs> but uh, I can actually remember, I can remember the mornings we were, we would run up a hill. There was a, a big hill that we had to get up to go to the playing field, right? Yep. And we had to get up early and go as a group. And um, I had never been to sleepover camp. I mean, that's not that hasn't had not been part of our family experience. I had been to day camp as a young kid, um, and I just I remember that almost military feeling of everybody having to get out of bed and run up the hill. And I think there was a swim involved in that as well. You know, early morning. So um, I really I really remember that it made a huge impression on me that um, that collective um, effort that that started so early in the morning. And, and I, you know, I, I kind of worried about it at first, when I first got there, I thought, um, is this, is this gonna, is this just gonna be too hard? But it was, it was fantastic. I just loved it. I loved everything about it. Well, from what I've been told, the athletics courses still run that hill. It's still yeah. part of the process. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm the, I'm the co-course director of the arts course. So we don't actually run up the hill. We have right. <laughs> different ideas, but uh, from what I've been told, they're still, they're still running. So yeah. uh, that does not stop. So let's talk about the, what you took away from it, because that's our big push at OELC is making mm -hmm. sure that our, our young leaders live, leave with something intact. So what new skills and ideas were you able to take away from OELC as a young leader? So I, you know, the, the OAL, the, the OA, as I said, OAL, OALC experience for me was, um, it was really formative. Um, I was the eldest child of four girls. Um, I, you know, I was a, a, a relatively high achiever in terms of academics at school. And I, I was, I was very involved in athletics. I wasn't the most talented athlete in the school, but I was, I was talented enough and I was very involved and I played um, when I look back on it, you know, I was playing a leadership role in terms of student organizing and so on. Um, but none of that was conscious for me. None of that had been articulated. And when I was chosen to go to OALC by my teachers, um, it was one of the first moments when I thought, okay, is this something that's going to be important in my life? Like, is my bossiness because sometimes that's what it felt like is my loud mouth is my um my uh 
feeling in groups that I want to, I want to move us along. Is that something that is actually uh, important to me, you know, and is it going to be, is it going to be something that I, um, that I will nurture and it's going to be valuable as opposed to what it often is, is, a. Uh, uh, you know, it was a characteristic that made me less than popular with, you know, some of my peers. Um, so, so I, I, that the act of, or the, the fact of having been chosen was important. And then when I got there, to be surrounded by people who were as eager as I was, was, it was remarkable. I actually feel emotional about it because um, you just don't know. You don't know as a kid that there's this whole world out there with other people who um, who who are as keen, as keen and who want to who want to achieve and uh, and who who are going to who are going to create a team. You know, it felt like it felt like we created this team. It wasn't easy. Like it was it was a challenge for me because. Um, because all of a sudden I wasn't the only person in the room who was speaking up, you know, everybody was talking and, but there was an excitement about that. That just was fantastic. Um, and I felt, uh, I felt successful, you know, I felt like my enjoyment of the place was complete. I had the best time and, um, and I, it's not that I made friends that lasted. I, you know, I don't really remember the people particularly, um, but they were good people and I enjoyed them. And, you know, we did, we did good stuff. And then the final thing I will say about that is that when I graduated from high school, I got one of the all round athletic awards, sort of um, athletic and academic. I didn't get the one, but I got one of them. <laughs> and um, my phys ed teacher, Bonnie Parkhill, who obviously had been part of choosing me to go, um, she read she read some of the evaluation from OALC. And what she read has stuck with me my whole life, right through to, I will say, being premier. Um, she, what, what they, what the people who did the evaluation said was that I was a strong leader from the inside, that I, that I was somebody who was able to, and I'm paraphrasing obviously, but I was somebody who was able to, um, to lead from the middle as opposed to being at the head of the parade. And that was incredibly valuable to me because that's, that's what I've tried to do throughout my whole career. So it was it was profoundly important to me. Well, I have to tell you the the story that you're telling us is so consistent with all of our leaders. I've had I've been had the pleasure of speaking to leaders who were just there in grade seven and people who were there in the in the fifties and, and through the entire cycle, the story that same story remains the same almost universally. Um, very few people had been to sleepaway camp. Even students we've just had in the last couple of years had never been to sleepaway camp before. They go to OLC. And then there's this thing about discovering that you're in a space full of like-minded people who are who are all interested in becoming better at moving us forward as a people. It's it's something. yeah, and they were from all over the province. That was the other cool thing. I mean, 
I grew up in Richmond Hill, Ontario. What did I know? I really hadn't been anywhere. My, you know, my parents didn't travel particularly. We'd been to Northern Ontario a little bit, but we really hadn't been anywhere. And all of a sudden, there was these, there were these kids from everywhere. That was also very cool. Exactly. Well, I think I think you might have answered my um, uh, my next question, but I think I'm going to ask it anyway, and we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Paul. Um, as an MPP, as the Premier of Ontario, and as the leader of the Ontario Liberal Party, you've had some extraordinary opportunities to lead and share your vision with Ontario. OELC's primary purpose remains to nurture the leaders of tomorrow. What do you consider to be the most important qualities a young leader needs to develop? I think that um, uh, that sense that other people have important things to say and finding a way to listen to people um, and, and then if you feel that, uh, you still, you still have, um, something else to add and that you actually see a path that maybe other people don't see that you work with them to, to all get on the path together. That is, um, you know, that is something that, uh, it doesn't matter what role I've been in since 1969, that has been important. Um, in terms of my uh, my approach to leadership. Perfect. So I'm going to ask you a little bit about uh, MSAC, about the Ministry Student Advisory Council. Mm -hmm. um, during your tenure as ministry, Minister of Education, you supported the um, MSAC program, which was hosted at OELC, at least in part. We really created it. I mean, it was, oh, really, yeah. it was really on my watch. I mean, we had talked about it a little bit before um, with Gerard, Ken Gerard Kennedy. He'd been the minister for three years, but then... Um, we we created the student voice project we created the msac experience and um, it's one of the things that i have been proudest of because i have met young people um, since 2009 2010 after i was shuffled out of education i've met young people who who i met when they were in grade seven or eight i've met young people who have been in that program and um, it has been incredibly important to them as well. What I wanted to ask you was, why was the input, input of students so important to you? Uh, I'll just answer that with an, an anecdote. One of, the, one of the committees that I was involved in when I was in high school, um, so around the time that I would have been sent to OALC, was um, called a student staff liaison committee, you know, and we were we were fighting in those years. So I started high school in 1966 and graduated in 1971. Um, in those years, we were fighting for a student voice. You know, it was it was not a given that the student council would be listened to on anything other than what the prom was going to be like, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, one of my first acts of political activism was when I was in grade nine, um, leading a group of, of students, to, girls, young women, um, to protest the notion that we only were allowed to wear skirts to school. You know, we had to, we, we made the, the argument that we should be able to wear pants. I mean, it sounds like a trivial thing, but it was, it was the kind of thing that we were being, um, constrained those rules were constraining us you know um boys in their short and their long hair you know there were young guys being locked in boiler rooms because they had long hair I mean, it was ridiculous so so the student staff liaison committee was something that we created in my high school to try to open the dialogue between students and um and the staff in a way that had some 
meaning. And, and so from an er very early age, I really have believed that it's important for the adults who are at the decision making tables to listen to young people, because we're making decisions about their lives. And they're not empty vessels, they have ideas about how things can work. And even if and I would say this to the students, you know, even if their ideas don't get 100% implemented, A, they can influence the ideas and the policies of the adults, and B, they learn about how that works and how, how adults can or cannot listen, how they can hear, how students can influence um, the, the conversation. So the process for me was as important as the, the actual outcome. That's fantastic, and of course, that's um, one of OALC's core core concepts. Is we're trying to raise and uh, raise awareness and raise um, students who have the necessary skills to speak out about that, yeah. which really means things to them. If we're a part of part of leading, is so much about about stating your truth, about being open. And as far as you're talking about dress codes, there are still constant dress code debate going on. I know. OLC is working on some new leadership courses that focus on Indigenous issues, um, anti-racism, and social justice. Just for the fun of it, um, if you had your way, are there any other issues you feel student leaders would benefit from exploring at OLC? It seems to me that young people need um, they need access. It's it's a little bit of what I was saying to saying earlier about process. They need access to an understanding of how things work. And I guess for me, that often comes down to the political realm. You know, how do how do decisions get made? And so I think in each one of those areas, whether it's Indigenous, and there's a long list there, um, I think in each one of those areas, I think it's important for young people to at least have someone they can talk to about how decisions get made and how policy uh, how policy happens. So it's not it's not politics in the capital P political, it's not partisan politics that I'm interested in young people understanding, but it is the power dynamics in politics. And, and you know, when we learn about residential schools and we learn about Indigenous curriculum in our system, who decides that and how does it get decided and why do why do some people decide one way and some other people decide the other way? You know, what is that dynamic? So I think um, that kind of small p political lens is uh, is important. And I honestly, I don't think you can start too young, really. You know, I think it's I think it's pretty um you know, it's a part of life that there's power. People have power over other people. And I think it's important for young people to have at least the opportunity to ask those questions. That's a wonderful idea. Um, OELC is in the process of looking at all of our curriculum again. And because we've had such a hard stop, it's a real opportunity to look over some things. Mm -hmm. uh, not the least of which is there, we're now talking about having um, a certificate, a certification program. So it's talking about you're coming in grade seven, you're coming again in grade 10, and you're coming again for training. Mm. So there's something um, to keep students flowing through because we tend to have students return to us. Well, and you know, it's interesting because when you talk about grade 10 and the whole debate around, you know, the whole debate around civic education, about, around civics, that civics mm. course. Um, and it's, it's dry and it's dull unless you have a teacher who brings it alive. And I think that um, we're, you know, when we talk about civics or we talk about government, it sounds deadly dull, but it's actually it's actually about how we're making decisions in our society, you know, and it's the la it's, 
it's anything but dull. It's, it's absolutely the living, breathing stuff of our of our lives. So, so if there were a way to bring that to life in a setting like OELC, I think it would be great. That's a wonderful thought. I have it somewhat laminated onto my head how um, how some decisions are made because I inadvertently signed up for way back in the '90s signed up for law and um, um, history at the same time, and they did the same units on how a law makes its way through the comments, its comments and provincial <laughs> at the same time. So I had the same lecture twice a day. <laughs> Lovely. So I really, well, I really got the repetition I needed. And I, you know, people ask questions. I'm like, how do you know all that? Well, <laughs> I went an intensive class. <laughs> you, you know what third reading means. <laughs> exactly. No, we are all about the third reading. That is great. This, I feel like we've already been down this road, but I'm going to ask you anyway, because it feels like it's, it's, the, it's the core purpose of what we're up to these days. Considering the important issues we are facing as Canadians the need, um, and the need for capable young leaders, we face so many things. We're facing climate change and LGBTQ plus rights, indigenous rights, reconciliation. We have so many things we're doing at once. Why do you feel that OALC needs to continue its work in 2021 and beyond? Because there's some debate about us going on and we think we should go on. Why do you think we should? Well, I think, I think OALC should go on because of all those debates. I mean, I think OALC is a place where um, where kids can figure out how to engage in those debates. You know, whether there's whether there's a specific subject matter or not at uh, OALC when the when the young person is there, the the idea of leadership training and particularly what has happened at OALC over the years is the development of transferable skills. You know. I'm 68 years old and I can remember the feeling of being at OALC and I felt very validated and um, formed by that experience. Well, if I can remember that, you know, 50 some years later, <laughs> there must have been something going on that was important. And so bringing young people together, taking them out of their context, taking them out of their comfort zone so they have to find their inner strength and they have to, they have to rise to some occasions. You know, that may be the first time for, um, for a lot of these young people that they've been asked to do that. You know, they're, out, they're outside of their family context. They don't have their parents to rely on um, or they're out of their family context and they can get away from their family situation because I'm sure it, you know, it works both ways. Um, that's an invaluable opportunity to give kids. And uh, if, we, if we cancel these opportunities, then they will not start again, you know, and so we need to hold on. We need to hold on to it. Perfect. Thank you. And that concludes uh, the interview. I'd like to ask you all to uh, do me a tiny favor. If you're listening to this, if you could take a moment to cut and paste this link into your social media feeds and send it out, this episode is slightly higher profile for us than usual. And I would love to make sure that it gets seen out in the world and that uh, Miss Wynn's words get heard by as many people as possible. And you can do that by cutting and pasting the link um, from our uh, Buzzsprout site, so oelccaso.buzzsprout.com. And if you could grab the link for this episode and post it, that would be incredibly helpful. Thank you. It's a gentle reminder that OELC is collecting funds for the bursary fund, and the bursary fund is uh, what we use to help uh, students who are in need of financial support in order to come to OELC courses, and you can make a donation if you are in a position to do so at 
www.oelccaso.com. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. This was a real thrill to bring to you, and uh, we have more episodes coming up very soon, so I will be speaking with you shortly. Take care.